Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who is listening or who has listened to any of my podcasts. I have listeners from all around the world, which is pretty fucking cool. Again, a huge thank you. Don't forget to subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram at ugh-what-now-podcast and email me at podcast at gmail.com. Let me know if there's any questions or any topics that you want me to talk about. Again, don't forget to subscribe and enjoy today's podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Ugh, What Now? Well, what now? Well, to be honest with you all, the last couple of weeks since my last episode have just been a little bit chaotic. So the last couple of months, I'd probably say six to eight months, um, Tegan's speech development really slowed down. Um, And as a parent, I was worried Adam not so much um Adam was very much like oh it'll be fine it'll be all good you know don't worry about it and as a parent you just naturally compare your child to other children um but I think I noticed her speech because I generally spend more time with her especially when she's sick I'm always at home with her and she's sick quite a lot actually but um the other week Tegan had conjunctivitis which is pretty normal uh given she goes to not normal that she has it but it is really contagious and going to daycare five days there is obviously a chance that she's going to get it um plus it's super gross um so I had to take her to the doctors because it's contagious and you know you need a clearance certificate to take your child back after um you know it's all cleared up so I went to the doctors for her eyes um and while I was there I you know while the doctor's filling up the prescription for the eye drops I just said um you know can you just check her ears and I always ask them to check her ears because she's so prone to ear infections now so I I feel like every time I have gone to the doctors even if it was just for a runny nose or a cold sore or nappy rash or something her ears have always been inflamed so um so the doctor that saw us that day isn't Tegan's normal doctor so she had a look at her ears and she was like yeah you know her her ears are a little bit swollen and I just said to her I was like at what stage do we like go and see a specialist about this? And the doctor was like, well, how many has she had? And I go, she's probably had, and this is no lie. She's probably had 10, maybe even more in a year. So when you figure that out, that's like an ear infection every six weeks, roughly. Um, And her response immediately was, well, now, so we got a referral to a ear, nose and throat specialist and when I called them to book in, they go, I was like, I called and I'm like, oh, hi, like I've been referred to um, this particular doctor. I was like, can I please, you know, book my daughter in? And she was like, oh, we don't have any availability until January. And I was like, okay. So in my head I'm there going, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> 
part. And this is just for an initial consultation. This isn't for kind of any like detailed, you know, information or anything, just an initial consult. So I'm there going, okay, so that's three more months of possible ear infections and sickness and, you know, not having answers. Now, um, then, you know, she was going to book us in and she goes, oh, how old is your daughter? And I go, oh, well, she's two on Halloween. And when I said that, the instant that I said that, her attitude changed towards it. And she was like, oh, so your daughter's little. And I was like, well, yeah, she's two. Um, and so then she said to me, oh, okay. Um, and she was like looking through her calendar and she was like, oh, I'll put you on the wait, like the wait list for cancellations. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she goes, actually, can you come in on Wednesday? And I was like, yes. And this was on a Friday, I'm pretty sure. So the day of her appointment, we go in and I'm like completely stoked that we have this appointment because it's happened so quickly and, you know, with the ear infections and her speech slowing down, obviously your ears, you know, you learn how to speak from listening. And so there was like a whole range of emotions and ideas going through my head. But um, because of COVID, only one parent could go. So I went and, you know, it makes sense because Adam, you know, he's the breadwinner and it makes more sense for him to go to work than for me to go to work anyway. It's just logistics and, you know. Um, so we went there and Tegan, like we get called in and the doctor takes one look at Tegan's ears and goes, oh, she's got gluey, which is pretty much like a buildup of fluid in their ear. So when they get an ear infection or a flu or anything like that or a cold, um, because of the way that they their ears aren't fully developed like an adult, the air can't get in to push like or to like help drain the ear of like fluid and stuff because your ear, nose and throat are all connected. So your ear needs to drain down a tube that like comes down to your throat and mouth, I think, Um, or like your nose. I'm not 100% sure. The doctor did explain it to me, but Tegan was also in a mood at that stage so you know and then um after we saw the doctor and he was like look you know um she has got a bit of an inflamed ear still I can book you in in two weeks time and I was like oh my god I was like this is amazing so in two weeks time Tegan's gonna get grommets which is like a little thing um it's literally like a tiny little tube that they they cut open a part of the ear and they insert it so that the air can flow in and like fluid and everything can drain. So I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, you know, we're going to have hopefully like a resolution and, you know, all this other stuff. So, but the problem, the biggest problem that day was not the fact that she needed to get grommets. But after we saw the specialist, she had to do a hearing test. So Tegan failed her hearing test. And when I mean failed, like she failed miserably. And 
um, sitting there like with her on my lap and knowing that she's like failing her hearing test, it was like really upsetting because as a parent you worry so much about your child and their health and everything and it, you know, it's a really scary reality that because if these things aren't resolved, it can actually long-term impact their hearing. So I, she after she failed her hearing test, um, we came home and I was supposed to come home because her appointment had been in the morning. I was supposed to come home and work for the rest of the day. And I came home and I cried for probably an hour, um, called Adam crying. It was very, very confronting because Tegan has hit every milestone, um, you know, and so for her to, you know, she's always been like, um, you know, she's quite tall. She's, you know, she's not always been bigger, but then I suppose she has always been like a little bit more advanced than what other kids in her class have been. So it was really upsetting because you also feel like as a parent that you should have done something sooner. But, um, you know, I was just glad that we like were getting things done. And um, then the day of the surgery, I, you know, I took the day off and so did Adam and we went to the hospital and she, you know, they got her all prepped. She was in this, the cutest little gown. Um, you know, she had no idea what was going on. We were in the waiting area and we we're playing with, um, like building blocks and, you know, these things that just toys in general. And, um, then they called, you know, they called us in and Adam had to go down to theatre with her because there was no way that I would be able to go. Um, and if you can hear that noise, that's the cat scratching at the um, at the scratching post. I'm surprised she hasn't tried to jump up onto, onto the table yet. But um, and when Adam came back after taking her down to theatre, Oh, wait, the cat's coming up. Yep, I called it. Um, so they take them down and Tegan starts to realise that I'm not there and that her surroundings are changing and she starts, like, crying out for me. And um, I can't hear, obviously, because I'm in, you know, a completely different area. And then Adam was holding her as they, like, were putting the mask on her and, you know, putting her under. And um, Adam said that she was, like, fighting him because obviously she had no idea what was going on. She had this mask on her face and, you know, when Adam came back to the room, I just started to cry because she's two and she has no concept or understanding of what's going on. And, um, I just like, 
yeah, I just cried like numerous times while waiting. And I mean, the surgery altogether, she was, you know, down in theatre for maybe like 45 minutes to an hour. And um, Adam went back down to theatre so that when she came to, you know, she was in somebody's arms and um, supposedly when she came to, she was like again in hysterics. And then they brought her back up to um, recovery near where I was. And then the minute that she saw me, she just started to shriek and cry. Um, And I didn't, at this stage, I wasn't crying because I was just, I was so relieved that she, even though she was shrieking and crying, I knew that she was upset because she didn't know, she stood, she's, you know, she's true, she doesn't understand what's going on and so I got into bed with her and I was just holding her and cuddling her and you know she still had her cannula in her arm and you know every time she would look at it she would get really upset so you know we were trying to cover her cannula so she didn't see it and you know um it was just it was was horrible knowing that you know, you have no control over it. And she's only two. So for her to be two and to already have had surgery is like really gut-wrenching. And I know saying that there are a lot of parents out there who have, you know, their child has had to have surgery, you know, a week after they're born. So I'm definitely not, I'm so happy that, you know, Tegan's first surgery has been when she's two. Um, And so I can't even imagine how upset those or how confronting those, you know, the parents who have just given birth and, you know, their child needs to have surgery straight away. I can't even fathom how that would be. But um, a couple of hours after Tegan's surgery, she was, you know, she'd bounced back and, um, you know, she was playing with toys again and, you know, we got her dressed and they took the cannula out and then we came home and um, when we were in the car she was like smiling and really happy and so it was just such a relief to, you know, know that it was over. Um, And she had surgery on the Wednesday and her second birthday was the Saturday. So... Uh, on her birthday, she was still recovering from the surgery. And not only that, it like poured down with rain in Sydney, which of course, you know, why not? So on her birthday, we had like maybe an hour of no rain. So we took her to the park for probably 10 to 15 minutes. So, and it rained Saturday and Sunday. So, she um she was inside with us all weekend. Adam and I were exhausted. And then um, you know, she's also once she once she had the grommets, it's like a whole adjustment period for her as well. And some kids actually find that things are like too loud for them because they're so used to hearing um, you know, like m- muffled noises. 
So we've been okay in that that instance. And, um, you know, I I think that she is starting to talk more because she can hear clearer because her ears have drained. Um, and that's another thing that the surgeon said. He said that there was a lot of buildup and, like, congestion in her ears. So it was quite a quite bad case of, like, gluey. Um, but, you know, I don't know if I'm imagining that she, her speech is getting better because of the grommets. Um, and so she's got her hearing test on Wednesday. And I'm not going to lie, I'm absolutely petrified that she's going to fail again. And if she does, I don't know what what they're going to say. Are they going to say, okay, we'll just keep seeing how she goes or, you know, like, I don't know, I've never, I've never experienced or even known anybody who has had, you know, um, a child with hearing issues. Um, obviously, you know, like there have been people in my family when they hit their like 80s or whatever they need hearing aids. Um, but for a child, I don't, I don't know. Like we don't know anything. It's, it's, it's not even something that we ever thought of. So, um, you know, the last fortnight since she had her surgery um I have really been like well both of us have really been trying to like actually like talk to her more so we're trying to be so much because before she had the surgery and before they were like oh she needs you know grommets I think we were just like talking like having a normal conversation and not realising how impacted her hearing was. So we've really been, like, trying to, like, get down on her level and kind of, like, talk to her, and not in, like, a condescending way, but, you know, like, just trying to explain to her, like, um, you know, this is this way or, you know, like yesterday walking home we had a bottle of water and she was like trying to, you know, take the lid, you know, and take it off and then put it back on. And before, you know, she'd failed her hearing test, I would have just been like, oh, Tegan, this is how you do it. Whereas because I don't understand, like I didn't understand back then how bad her hearing, or I suppose it was, now I'm being really conscious of being like, okay, no, Tegan, this is how you do it because I've realised that probably for months she hasn't been able to hear and understand what we've been saying. And so there are probably times where both Adam and I have been, you know, frustrated by her. And I know that I've spoken about, you know, me being frustrated with her in previous episodes. And I think being frustrated with your kids is just, you know, a natural kind of thing. But, um, I think now that like there's a you know a a reason why you know maybe she didn't do things that we told her to or she you know didn't understand what we were talking about so that's what's been happening over the last couple of weeks and you know 
like I said, she's got a follow-up hearing test on Wednesday and I'm pretty bloody scared. Um, so I'm really, really hoping for some positive news um, because I the hard thing is when they're doing the hearing test as well, you're actually there with them. Um, and so it's pretty much that um, this is how they do the test because you're probably going, well, how do they do a hearing test for a child that can't speak? Um, so what they do is they actually, so when they play this certain noise, there's like a box with a puppet that lights up. Um, and so every time the um, the noise goes off, it doesn't matter what pitch it is, um, the puppet will pop up on the screen, uh, pop up in the box with the lights on. And so every time that noise goes off, if the child looks at the puppet, which is, you know, generally over the other side where they can't normally see, um, then they can hear the noises. If anybody has seen the episode of The Office, the American Office before, you know, people are like, oh, why do you watch The American Office? Because it's funny. Where um, <laughs> Jim, every time Jim starts his computer up and it makes the bing, he gives Dwight a mint. And so he literally trains Dwight to want a mint every time he hears this bing. It was actually... Um, originally it was a research done with, I think, German shepherds or Alsatians. Um, the guy trained his dog. I don't remember exactly what it was. What was it? Anyway, you can look it up. I'm not lying. It is actually like a proper, you know, thing. Um, so that's kind of how they, they test children. Um, and so when I was there with her, I can't help her in any way because if you help them, obviously, then you're not going to get accurate results to treat the problem. So again, on Wednesday, I'm going to be in there with her when doing this test and I'm going to know or pretty much have an idea of how the test is going because the last time, the only noise that she responded to was the loudest noise, um, which, like, was super confronting and upsetting. So, I mean, that's what's been happening for us over the last couple of weeks. And then on the weekend just gone, we went to the zoo, which was a really nice, um, <laughs> really nice day. But, you know, Adam did lose his bag at one stage with his wallet and his keys and just yeah anyway but we we got it all back there was no money taken so that's thank god mm. um but that's what's been happening so I know I said last episode that I was going to post every week but this the last couple of weeks have just been absolute chaos and a really emotional roller coaster for me in particular plus I'm also like PMSing hard um so one thing that has been um positive during like the I'm gonna call it the 
Tegan Chronicles because, you know, it's still going on and, you know, she's got a hearing test next week, so it's not over. Um, on Tegan's birthday, my mum called me and I know I've previously mentioned that I don't really have, like, a relationship with mum because I don't really know her. Like, I don't know about her life. I don't kind of have, um, like, the like I know so much about my dad's childhood. I've seen so many photos of him as a kid. You know, I always talk to my aunties about him. Um, obviously, like my dad lives with us, so I, you know, I know my dad quite well. But I, I don't have that with my mum. So when my mum called on Tegan's birthday, you know, just to check in to see how she was going after her surgery and also to wish her a happy birthday, um, my mum said that, you know, she wants to, you know, come down and catch up and see Tegan because my mum's only seen Tegan probably five times and I think my brothers have met Tegan maybe three times. Um, so well, it was really nice because the last time Adam and I tried to see my mum was uh, Australia Day long weekend, so January, and we kind of got a message saying, like, no, um, even though we were, like, already headed down to their place. Um, so we got, like, this really kind of, like, just this text message that just said, oh, well, actually she called me, sorry, I sent a text message after. Um, she called me just saying, like, oh, you know, you know, Lindsay, who is my, stepdad didn't kind of want us there that weekend um so that was extremely disappointing and um after I sent mum a message and just said you know like you know I've been struggling in the fact that you guys don't want to see us or Tegan is really disappointing so um and I, I don't think I was rude or anything but I just kind of said like kind of this is ridiculous and you know um, mum didn't, mum asked us not to come down because Lindsay, so my stepdad had said that it was like his weekend off. And it was like, yeah, but like Adam and I both work full time too. So it's our weekend off and we want to come down and see you. So, uh, so yeah, so we got like that, I suppose we got brushed. So for my mum to call and say that she wants to come down and see Tegan, um, and Adam and I, you know, Adam and I are, you know, whatever. But the fact that my mum wants to come down and see Tegan is a really positive thing. And um, even if it doesn't happen, the fact that my mum has called and has made that effort is huge. So um, that's one really big positive that has probably come out of the the Tegan Chronicles. Um, so, yeah, so I know it's kind of like it's a strange positive but for somebody uh, who hasn't had that kind of um, strong bond with uh, their mum, it is actually a really big positive. Anybody out there who, you know, has divorced parents or who doesn't have a, a strong bond with their parents or a parent, um, you'll understand what I mean. So, um, yeah, so I'll keep you guys updated 
on the Tegan Chronicles because obviously she's got a hearing test next week. Uh, I'll also let you know about my mum as well. I'll keep you updated. Next time you hear from me, I won't be PMSing. Thank God. Uh, probably too much information, but next time you hear from me, I'll probably be smack bang in the middle of my cycle ovulating and having cramps, which is a real thing, everybody out there listening. So make sure you subscribe and um, yeah, I hope you enjoy today. Bye.